What's up, guys? This is uh, episode four. Episode four of uh, Terribly Drawn History podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We're, we're also here with uh, we're also here with Kenny, my dad. What's up? Uh, so today we're going to be talking about honor culture and uh, law codes. Okay. So honor culture, like just define that a little bit. So by honor culture, we uh, this is kind of a term that's relative throughout throughout history. So this could mean anything uh, from, in past terms, it could be something kind of situational. So your neighbor steals your, your goats or your, you know, your livestock, whatever, whatever they do to you, they slight you in some way. Maybe they embarrass you in front of the town. And so you, your honor is slighted because now in, in the top, in the eyes of the people, you're ashamed. And when you're, you know, middle class, poor in, in, these old civilizations where all you do is farm honor in the community that you're in is all you, you have, have you go yeah, ahead, that's yeah, all yeah. you have so that would usually in that time would be a form of retaliation with violence and uh, this is why it would lead to a lot of uh, law codes trying to prohibit this violence so that's where we get into some of the things like you know Hammurabi's code that's one of the first uh, it's one of the oldest texts like law codes yeah 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 all those all those laws that are basically whatever's done to you is going to be done uh whatever you do to somebody else is going to be done to you Mm -hmm. so from here you get it changes the civilization because this is one of the first times where the government well at the time you know whatever the king whoever it was is trying to put his power on the people before it was just what like who are the biggest family yeah it was just like warlords it wasn't really a a a king or anything like that you know it was somebody who was just tribal they just had a gang of people around them and so they had a big showing but then once you get a king you get a powerful leader who people want to follow and they're able to build like these small cities and stuff and that's how they take over and they take over the neighboring towns and things like that and that would probably go like tribe to tribe also yeah yeah heard someone from my tribe it's not just like that one guy's responsibility the tribe takes responsibility for that role yeah you know like and the tribe could be anything it could be you know the tribe as an entire community like that entire civilization the entire city or whatever it is or it could be you and your family Mm -hmm. and when in these old times when things like this would happen when somebody would honor would be slighted it would be up to the the family to take these actions like to take the punishments into hand because there was no police forces and things like that all the all the government had really was uh, like the king whoever it was at the time in these old civilizations was their soldiers and even at the time a lot of t- a lot of the time they had a small number of soldiers and the armies that they fought with you know in the movies you always see these trained soldiers no matter what it is no matter what time period it is you see trained soldiers going at it but a lot of the times it was just a few men and the rest were were farmers and things like that that they brought up that untrained people who had families they wanted to go home they had other lives the military wasn't their only profession so this is when we get into roman law codes and that's one of the next big leaps in law for humanity so roman law codes they actually deal more with like uh property and things like that because at the time uh that was much of the dispute with like the wealthy the the law codes at that time were aimed more towards the wealthy and things like religion would guide the kind of lesser people because a lot of them lived in the cities and the ones that lived in the towns would just have their own all these different like so like theft where would that fall? That would be, like, a, that was obviously, like, a crime and things like that. So it would be punished with death most of the time. And so what they did death. was, with crime. things like that, like, 
they would crucify if you committed any type of crime. Like crucifixion by the Romans was very old. It's it's uh it it, it was it's a, it's it's pretty common. yeah yeah it was very common. They would like line the 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 roads to the city would be lined with like people who were crucified to because they didn't have a police force. There weren't people out patrolling every day. You so know, the whole even thing is deterrence. yeah, like, it's, like, it's it's exactly. it's not really not worth it. it yeah, it's, even if there's like a slight chance you'd be crucified, like I'm not doing. Yeah, I'm not. Because not a majority of people lived in cities like it was today. That's that's a minor mis- that's a major misconception that we have is that cities were bustling things like that. But not everybody could afford to live in a city because you had to be a skilled craftsman or something like that to be okay. able to have that money to live there. A lot of people farmed. And that's you know that's all they had. You had to farm day in and day out. To, taking care of a farm is a is a big thing, especially when you don't have modern tools. Mm-hmm. So that's when things like that would uh, they would trickle down. So that's where you get into. So a lot of those. You said the, the, you said the Roman laws though focus on just mainly property. You're, like how do you mean, how do you mean by that? Like like who owns what? Like if we both have claim on a land. It's to stop the nobility from uh, being you. We're, we're two wealthy senators. We have both have claims on this land. We both have a lot of money. We can hire people to fight for us, and that can turn into an all-out, you know. I see, bro- I see, I see. It's so they wanted just, some just type to bring of order yeah to bring order. It's that's what a lot of okay. law was throughout history, throughout like especially during that feudal time. But at, in the feudal time, it was very hard because the king didn't have the military to a lot of the times. Like what, what? Like we talked about in the last podcast, how battles weren't decisive mm-hmm. and things like that. So, at the t- at the time, it, both their armies were either matched, like the king and some feudal lord or something like that, on, that's supposed to be like allegiance to him. They had the same armies basically in composition, so it was never worth it to fight with each other because nobody would yeah, win, yeah, yeah. and it would just be worthless. I mean, like I know you say like the, they're aimed at um, the upper class. But that has to like stop a lot of violence though for the lower classes because wouldn't I mean they would be fighting those wars though wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, they they're fight they are fighting those wars. That's that's absolutely right. But they at the end of the day they don't kind of make those decisions. that no, go no, into no, of course not. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just saying like overall, it's, it must have saved but, lives. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Just, no, 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 definitely. Yeah, like those property for, left. You know. that's why there was less violence. But mm-hmm. even though it was a very violent time, and a lot of the times these people who lived in these like farming communities, they all had to enforce their own law they couldn't rely on whatever civilization they lived in whatever state there was couldn't see the air quotes but um whatever state there was to enforce the law so they came up with their own kind of rules and it was guided by the religious because you know throughout like the religious laws always stay the same they're like the torah was one of the oldest religious laws and it's things like thou shall not kill and things like obvious well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, things you would consider obvious to to people. Uh, this is like in the medieval age, you'd see this kind of breakdown, and this is when lords really only had like kings. They only who like the king of France. He could only really enforce his law on his lords, who were just this, the overmighty subjects. That's uh, a term that my professor used, and it means that they were subjects of the king, but they were stronger than the king. So the only way for him to really enforce this like quasi uh, hierarchical structure, mm-hmm. he had to claim that he was like a divine right. That was right. the only way that kings really were able to stay in power over their lords because they couldn't just outright declare war on them. So that's why a lot of feudal lords they would uh, switch religions. 
so that you know your claim does nothing to me so they wouldn't have to worry about getting excommunicated and things like that okay but uh that's besides the point so at the time during the medieval age when a lot of these laws started to be aimed once the state was getting bigger and bigger because you know population was growing uh, there was there's reports that like in the, the in the dark ages we were in an, an ice age so farmers couldn't yield as much crop but then towards like the 1300s 1400s that's when uh, the ice age started to like pull back it was just a minor ice age it wasn't anything crazy but apparently it boosted crop yields so population grew uh, and that's what people uh, they correlate that with the states getting larger so states got larger because their populations are bigger so the king has more money the king has more power he can hire more troops and things like that so overall that that's one of the factors in like the state growing bigger so once the state grows bigger that's when they want to enforce more laws on the common people they want to extend their reach not just the nobility but now let's stop our people from enforcing their own laws in their own communities there there are people grow bigger and then gain more power yes and yeah. exactly because like like when you enforce direct control so the English really pioneered this. They came up with, uh, I think they were called uh, writs. Uh, I believe it, I believe it was writs. Okay. But they came up with these traveling courts and things like that. They would go to these towns and they would hear these problems from the people, and then they would try the the whatever the victims were right there. But still, those p- towns were relying on the people in the town to enforce the law. So they would have to capture the criminal and hold them until the next traveling court came. And things like that. Okay, so okay. this is why a lot of the times if like a crime happened to a bum or something like that, nobody would care because he didn't have a family or anybody like that to enforce the law to, to kind of hold withhold yeah, that person. Unless there was like, you know, shit. obviously yeah. there's good Samaritans every once in a while, but majority of the time nobody's gonna it's not worth it yeah. Exactly, it's not worth especially if somebody's but, doing that. But like, wouldn't you like want to just like punish the criminal just I mean, just because they could commit the crime again. Like, if it's, like, a known thief, like... Yeah, but, like... Uh, yeah, if it's a, if it's a thief, it's, right, it's you're, one you're thing. Right. No, but you're right. But, like, multiple occasions, but like, if it's, like, a big family that's going through and similar to, like, a posse, like, in the Wild West, if you want to kind of associate it with that, okay. they're going through and they're, inter- and they're harassing people in the village, whatever it is, who's going to enforce that law? Who wants to even get, get mixed up in that? And a lot of times that's what happened, that you... Bandits and things like that that you see in the movie are are really real and they're occurring all the time. So this is just another attempt by the state to kind of quell this, and it's still relying on that personal thing. And mm-hmm. soldiers couldn't be everywhere, even when they started to get paid armies and you had professional soldiers. The soldiers still couldn't be everywhere, so uh, a lot of that came down to the people. So this is where you see the honor culture kind of remain the same throughout history, but in cultures it would be slightly different. Uh, there's a story in like the Viking Chronicles about how this Viking boy, they were playing a game. It's similar to soccer or something like that, but uh, an older kid tackled him. So the the younger kid took out an axe and killed the kid because he disrespected him. It was like a family match between two families, and that started a whole rivalry and things like that. So a lot of Viking clans would like uh, enforce these laws against each other. It would be, but then that's when they introduced like their own law where. It was called wear guilds. So if you wrong somebody, you'd have to pay a certain amount of money. But at the same time, you had to have the ability to enforce this on them. Yeah, if yeah, they yeah, just yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. "No, I'm not going to pay the money," then you have to have some sort of power. Exactly, yeah. people who were powerless at the time. No matter the justice system up until police, couldn't help people 
who were unfortunate enough, like minority groups and things like that, who didn't have bigger family or anything like that, any type of protection around them. Uh, that's when you get modern police forces because there's, once again, urban, what urban is, is this? like, this is around the 1700s. Uh, no, the 1800s when the Bobbies are introduced. That's the British cops are one of the first first, first police forces. Yeah, one of the first police forces. And they, uh, that's, once again, the state grows larger. This is another instance for them and to enforce. Powerful. And more powerful, exactly, because now they can influence their, they can influence any any place that they control. They can put cops there. These are now, these aren't soldiers. You don't need them stationed at strategic points or anything like that. These are people you can pay to enforce law because now industrialization, it requires less people for less tasks and things like that. So now there's free spaces in other occupations that don't have to do with either fighting the wars or feeding the people. That's one, a major thing throughout history is that as we grow more advanced and as the state grows more advanced and as we get better tools to yield better crops and things like that, it opens up space for uh, like craftsmen, things like that, merchants in the middle class. And that's where you get the emergence of the middle class. Before, it was really only a low class and an upper class. There were very few merchants and things like that. Once you get specialized craftsmen, the blacksmith is not anywhere near as poor as the farmer and things like that. The blacksmith is living good. He's living in the city and things like that. Better better than most people. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's an important thing throughout history. So now you need people to protect him. You know, maybe he doesn't have a big family because he's a working person. You need That's why you need police forces in these places. You need a dedicated force. And that goes back to law code. And that's when law code started to affect people in more of just a religious way, like a moral way. Now they were able to, the state was able to make these laws that they saw fit. They were able to dictate the moral code and enforce to, it. They didn't have to rely on religion. They didn't they, have to rely make it merge the two anymore they yeah just, like, justify it with religion you're saying now just... now they could just justify it with this is what we say and okay. we're the state and that's where you get I mean, that's also is that also like second enlightenment thinking or just enlightenment that's that's enlightenment thinking, enlightenment thinking. yeah thinking. yeah yeah i I, I, forgot, I forgot to mention that we have that in the notes yeah so after the treaty of westphalia in 1600s at the end of the religious wars that's what the treaty of westphalia ended the religious wars in the 60 in the seventh at the end of the 17th century so the protestants and the catholics are fighting wars for like 500 years okay. and since the schism and once this war kind of ended those religious wars states started to focus on like constitutions and moving away from a state-centered religion because they saw how any more of that would just fuel more war because at the end of the day when your state is centered around a religion if there's a neighboring state or something like that that slights you and they're a Protestant nation and you're a Catholic nation, it's going to be, those are the heretics. Like, Protestantism mm-hmm. is just a sect of, it's it's direct, like, religion. you can see them as, why they would see each other as, like, heretics and things like that, especially when it started to break off into the smaller sects. So that's when the, con- the state started to make these constitutions and these documents and these law codes that more focused on the state dictating what's right and wrong and not religion, and that's when they started to break away from things like the Catholic Church and and uh, and the the patriarch and the Protestant Church and things like that. It's it's an interesting thing how the inter like how. Uh, I mean, it's part of thinking like instead of saying like only God is perfect, and like He dictates dictates the laws to us now. Like the thinking is, we're intelligent. We can try and govern ourselves. Yes. Yeah. We and can that's... make our own laws. We create. Our, we give ourselves rights. We don't need rights from. A divine being and that's literally like a, the, the key, that statement right there sums up the enlightenment thinking so that's exactly what the states were trying to do they were trying to embody the enlightenment 
that's when you get into kind of modern modern government and things like that. You see police everywhere. Uh, it's Do, did laws change like it, there... laws now? Laws have always kind of been the same throughout history. It's always been don't harm your fellow man, don't do things like that, and yeah, it's yeah. it's been it's just the intricacies that are woven into it just get more specific yeah exactly yeah but one common factor is the rich always get away with it yeah that's that's one thing that's 300 years ago if you were rich you got away with it 300 years later if you're rich you could still get away with it that's that's absolutely and there's there's a lot of talks there was there's actually i remember this from my history of violence class there was um this guy was convicted it was an english court 1600s they convicted this guy that he went into the house of a man who was like uh, sleeping with his wife, like the the convicted guy's wife, and he chopped off the guy's penis. And then the, the multiple witnesses, everybody convicted him, but the guy was so rich and so connected that he was they was innocent. Like they just the judge <laughs> called him innocent. And there's so many examples of this throughout history. Well, and you, could, you could afford a better lawyer. Not even. He yeah, just paid off the judge. Yeah, <laughs> I think the judge said, like, in the ruling, though, like, listen, uh, you definitely cut this man's dick off, but, like, he was fucking your wife. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's probably exactly what happened. Passion crime? Yeah, he's like, nah. You can't blame him, I mean. I think I would never do that, because then you'd have to actually touch the other man. Yeah, yeah, right. Tell him you could keep it. <laughs> like, from there... It's and it's just these general themes in in law throughout history, even like Roman law. A lot of Roman law was put into. It was almost like the uh, how the amendments were in American history, how how the Constitution is, and the laws weren't directly saying don't do this, don't do this, this is this and this. It was kind of like American law that it would be interpreted by judges and okay. in in different situations and things like that, and then they would add common law which is common law is like so you're, wait, saying like, you're saying like like a basic constitution like like we have like 10 like uh, however like many amendments would have gone off like 10 amendments and just like that's it like that's my baseline yeah yeah and then and then they'll they'll adapt and i'll just i'll, I'll justify with these principles yeah like yeah I can, yeah I, I uh, th- these are my guidelines the same way that you yeah okay. and then they would interpret it depending on well, who was interpreting you, and things like that if you think about it pretty much every crime you could possibly commit is in the ten commandments yeah yeah and and that's what a lot of yeah. uh, that's what yeah, a lot yeah, of right. think of a crime and they, yeah simple yeah anything any crime could be put to one of those ten things that's the why they list. say that's why they say they were written because it was very simple for the common people, because that's what the Torah was written for, the common people, like, you know, it was recited by word of mouth. Well, yeah, it wasn't, well, when it wasn't written, it was, yeah, 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 you know I, what I mean? Yeah. It was, when it was formulated, it was formulated for the common people, so it was oral it tradition. written like Shakespeare. Yeah, these, these ten, these ten commandments were easy enough to understand and interpret that you didn't have to be a well-educated person to, to yeah, know person. what not they're, to they're do. All exactly. All exactly, exactly, all one line. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> so that's basically the, the evolution of, of law code throughout history, and you see how it always, it always, the patterns remain the same, but you always see new emergences and things like that, and the honor culture is always shifting. Things that would have offended somebody, you know, a thousand years ago, words and other accusations that would have offended somebody are now obsolete and it's replaced with other things. And honor culture is something that you still see today, but you don't see it in as much of a violent way as you used to. 
it's you know when you see kids that power struggle in a school or things like that where kids are popular and things like it's it's a you know it's a cliche analogy but, but like a, that is, is a hierarchical system and it's a, and it's yeah. an honor culture exactly but it's not to the point where it was a thousand years ago where you slighted me in public i'm gonna chop your head off it's it's a lot different and that's where you see that you get all these accusations that humanity has grown more violent over time we develop these weapons of mass destructions and things like that but if you look at the intricacies of our systems we're actually the more is like yeah, we're yeah. more peaceful now than yeah. we have been thousands of years ago, 2,000 years ago. We, the last major war was World War II. No major powers have fought a war against each other in 150 years. That's never once occurred in, in human history. It's, it's these things that you can, you can, ju- you can judge because you're in the moment, but if you look at it from a, uh, a third view, like a, yeah, a no, backwards no. view. I mean, but like, yeah, it's just people think that it's important because it happens to them. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just natural, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is yeah. natural. It's just, it's, it's an interesting thought that you might think that we live in a violent world, but we are, there is hope. No, but like, you definitely see that even like the news, though. Like, you watch the morning news, and the morning news is all like happy. It's always like good stories and everything. Nightly news, always just death, murder. You know, like, it's just like. But I'm saying, like, people are bombarded with it, so, like, it makes sense for you to think that you're living yeah, in a violent world. Yeah, Yeah. You know, because so, you live in such a big area, so any, any, anything happens anywhere, you hear you, about you it always, every single day. Even if something happens five countries away, yeah, you, 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 you hear about it. Yeah, you, you hear, hear about it. If it's yeah. bad enough, you hear about it. All right. That wraps up the law. Thank you, guys.